paid 260 euros for a pair of Crocs, man. Those shoes pretty much broke my foot. It's only going downhill from here. What up, guys? This is Josh. And this is Fobbs. And this is the Kickback Pod. And we are back in 2024, the Kickback Pod, back for another year. Welcome to the first episode of the year. We're excited for yet another year of talking sneakers. And in this video, we are going to be actually giving you guys our sneaker trend predictions of the year. I got a few. Fob's got a few. Very, very excited to get into it. Uh, Before we do that, though, Fob's happy new year, my brother. Uh, excited for another another year talking sneakers with you how was uh how was new year's eve for you oh man uh happy new year to you first of all too um it was good i mean i was in berlin and anyone who's been in berlin for new year's knows the fireworks are pretty pretty awesome i mean it's i think it's like a love it or hate it kind of thing i love it i can understand why people do hate it because it is loud. It is in your face. They start three days early and they end three days later, right? Like it's almost like a whole week thing. And it really depends on the neighborhood you live in, in Berlin. My neighborhood is maybe a little bit more quiet than Neukölln or Kreuzberg. So you see a lot of fireworks and it is very impressive. And I'm lucky enough to have um, a balcony with a relatively unobstructed view. So I can see quite far out into the distance. Um, so you do get like a really beautiful show and some of these fireworks are incredible. But obviously if you're living in Neukölln or Kreuzberg and you've got these, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to, yeah, these, these people that are shooting fireworks at police, for example, and turning, turning the Keats or the neighborhood into a small war zone almost and using fireworks. It's mostly young kids that are shooting them at each other, laughing, shooting. And yeah. that's how you know, accidents happen, fireworks go through an open window or land in a storefront or something like that. So that's obviously the ugly side of fireworks. But my New Year's was very, very relaxed. Um, I cooked some wonderful Thai food, which was delicious. And um, I was very, very proud of. And then, yeah, we just watched the show. Oh, man, I mean, you, you got to eat spicy, though, because I don't water down the spice. Oh, yeah. And of course, uh, man, living in Germany, it's it's hard to find spice. So (laughs) So like uh, <laughs> if 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 you got it then I'm going to be coming over soon bro. <laughs> All right man. Then 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 it's a date. What about yours man? You were traveling like we were talking last time you yeah, were in was, Spain. Uh, you were feeling a little bit sick, but what how was your New Year's? Yeah, so I, I I actually did spend New Year's Eve in Barcelona, so that was interesting. Uh that was uh very very different. Uh unfortunately, I still was kind of sick and my my fiance was really really sick that day unfortunately uh but we did just step out of the house just for for an hour basically uh just to witness the fireworks we went to the plaza plaza España, which is right in the center of barcelona to watch the firework display it was it was a bit underwhelming if i'm completely honest because there was very few fireworks they actually had a drone show which was cool like it was really cool to witness i kept thinking during the show how far we've come as a civilization because like a few thousand years ago we were like making fire out of rocks and now we're programming (laughs) things to fly in the air and create like octopuses and gorillas you know like i saw that like harambe but let me ask you this so 
would you prefer like a big old school fireworks show or like a super because you know china does a lot of these drone shows right yeah. in japan like would you prefer like an old school big firework display or a very very intricate we're talking about like ten thousand drones whatever i, I would have preferred the show. second one so so i have seen on tiktok like videos of the drone shows in china and I was expecting something like that. But compared to what I saw on TikTok, it was pretty <laughs> underwhelming. So <laughs> uh, like when, when the gorilla showed up, you know, that was that got the biggest cheer of the night. Um, but <laughs> but I, I don't know why there was a gorilla in the sky, but it was uh, it was pretty cool. It was it was it was it was it was, it was different. It was different. Uh, they didn't even have a countdown. So no one actually huh. knew when it turned into the new year. Uh, we just saw like some someone behind me like yelled out, "Hey, it's New Year's!" <laughs> and then, like, people, <laughs> oh my god! People started like you know giving everyone like New Year's kisses and whatnot. But it, so it was kind of underwhelming. I, I was hoping for a more climatic start to the year. But uh, but is there sound at these drone shows, or is it literally light? Because my biggest you know gripe with it is that I want to see things you know blow up in the sky and like crazy colors come out and like i think the sound is very much part of new year's at least for me right where you hear like the pops in the distance you know like okay somebody just bought one of those polish batteries that shoots for like two minutes straight <laughs> um and i i feel like a drone show like uh, the way i imagine it is like it, it's obviously like impressive lights in the sky moving around into different shapes and stuff like that but like it just being completely dead silent and like thousands of people looking up and then like occasionally cheering. Yeah, yeah, that, that's how it kind of was. You know, everyone had their phones out, like videotaping the whole thing. So it was, it was yeah, I, I was wishing for more noise, you know, more fireworks, just like at the very least a countdown would have been nice. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was it was cool to be in Barcelona with my family. It was with my uh, with my fiance's entire family. So that was really nice to uh, bring in the new year with them back in Berlin now and um, excited for the year. Uh, it's freezing right now in Berlin, colder than it is in Canada, which is crazy. Uh, minus 10 today. Wow. Uh, but uh, but we're, we're, we're looking forward to the year, guys. So. Let us give our first listener shout out of the year. And um, this particular listener, he's been owed a shout out for quite a while. So he's one of our biggest fans. This is Owen McHugh. Uh, he showed me screenshots. He's been listening to the pod since day one. And also uh, we showed up as his number one most listened to pod last year on oh. Spotify. So that's big. Shout out to you, Owen. Uh, really, really appreciate the support. Since day one, you are one of our original, original fans. So big shout out to you, man. Thank you for the support. We wouldn't be able to do this pod without yourself and fans just like you guys. So really, really appreciate the support, guys. Thank you very much, Owen. So let's talk about first week of the year. Fobs, what have you been wearing on feet? So I've been watching a lot of... Um for all mankind on apple tv i don't know if you know that show it's the no, one where so it it's actually pretty dope it's basically like an alternate reality where the space race between the u.s and russia or the soviet union back then never stopped so like they kept innovating they kept trying to go further they tried to colonize mars etc cetera, etc cetera. why did and it stop like we hit the moon once and like we just decided to stop and there's been nobody in the moon in in 
60 years? I mean, some people will say because it was fake, you know? <laughs> no, um, I do I do believe in the moon landing. For anyone that wants to discuss that, slide into my DMs. This is not the podcast for it, though. I don't know why it ended. I think it was, I don't know, maybe the Cold War ended and they were like, all right, whatever, you know? Um, yeah, I mean, no need whatever. To, no need to flex anymore. Maybe it was too expensive. There's probably some sort of uh, paper on that or, or research online. But basically, I've been watching that a lot. And so... I have been watching, uh, wearing the Nike Lunar Rome quite a lot because it's got that <laughs> like see. moon vibe. And I spoke about the shoe on the last pod as one of my latest pickups. It's you know very comfortable shoe, very great shoe, and I have a, a personal connection to it, having you know bought one of my first Nike Lunar shoes back in college when I was in New York, and Lunar being like the hype back then. So yeah, great shoe, nice colorway underrated probably one of the best shoes of last year and uh you know kind of goes with what i've been watching so that's what's been on my feet this week what about you man have you been just wearing one pair of shoes or do you have multiple so uh i have been kind of making a point to wear a bit less sambas in this first couple of weeks because i looked through my instagram and i noticed that my last six or seven outfit pictures that i posted were all sambas and i'm like man i need to switch it up i own so many shoes so i was conscientiously making a point to not wear sambas uh in this first uh, couple of weeks of the year and uh so i switched to another adidas shoe i was wearing the bad bunny campuses uh the original colorway that's the one i own uh, which actually looks very similar to this upcoming colorway which uh seems to be maybe the cleanest one to release so far it's like a very cloud white uh basically a lot more white than the original colorway and i like that one too i might pick it up but i've been wearing the og colorway really love this shoe it's super super comfortable as well and then i switched it up uh picked up or not picked up sorry just uh wore one of my favorite off-white sneakers the jordan 5 off-white in the uh what was the name of the colorway again the black one I forget the name, but uh, it Did was... Did it have a uh, special name? Yeah, no, that, that colorway was called something, right? Like that, that particular shade, I forget what it was. But uh, you, you guys know which one I'm talking about. The black off-whites, um, super fire. And I love how um, the materials on that are just a lot thinner than most of your normal Jordan 5s. It's a lot less bulky. That's what really attracted me to that pair. And of course, to stick with the... Uh, comfort theme of the bad bunnies i also wanted to wear another very comfortable shoe that is the 2002r protection pack in the gray colorway which by the way if you remember you actually hooked me up with these back from your uh, high oh, snobity days uh and uh, i still uh, rock this sneaker consistently super super clean pair and um y- uh, we- i don't think i wrote this down as one of my sneaker predictions of the year but uh I do predict that New Balance is going to be putting a lot of focus on the 2002's cousin, which is the 1906R, because based on what we're seeing, um, a lot of the hyped collabs that we'll be dropping this year seem to be on that model. So interesting pivot from New Balance, it seems. So yeah, uh, let's uh, let's move on to any pickups in the first week. <laughs> Now I'm still without a pickup. There's nothing. I've been, you know, surfing a lot of the end of year sales and yeah. actually maybe 
I don't know how long the sales will last, but maybe next time we can do a roundup of like the best sneakers to buy on sale right now. Um, There's actually ridiculous, ridiculous deals right now, especially if you like yeah. New Balance in Europe. Like you can get prices even lower than what you would get New Balance for in the States right now at a lot of shops. Yeah, yeah. So no, I haven't picked anything up. I'm kind of looking to see if there's anything that I've wanted for a while that I could get on discount. But so far, I haven't found anything that I specifically want and would wear. But as you said, there is a lot of good stuff out there. So um, do yourself a favor, check out all the stores. Um, yeah. And if you pick anything up, let us know. But uh, yes, since I didn't get any pickups, I will see to you. What did you pick up? Uh, I also have been browsing the sales and I've actually picked up quite a bit of clothing. Uh, so I'm not going to go through all of them on this pod, but uh, especially these stores that have some of the more like designer stuff, like you can get them for like 80% off sometimes now nowadays uh, at these end of year sales. It's the best time to do some shopping. So I've been kind of indulging myself there. But as far as sneaker pickups go, so the sneaker that I was really, really, really excited about picking up um, at the end of last year was uh, the basketball shoe from Adidas and Anthony Edwards, mm. the AE1. So I picked that up in that original colorway, the peach and pink. And I got to say, super, super impressive debut signature sneaker from Anthony Edwards. One of the strongest signature sneakers, I think, right now out there. And also very innovative looking, you know, compared to uh, we talked about this. We spent a whole pod talking about Adidas basketball. And um, this particular sneaker is just very, very impressive. Uh, it's very comfortable, too, because it's got some boost in there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I don't play basketball, but I'm wondering about, you know, whether I'm going to rock this for lifestyle use. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. But I was very impressed with that one. Uh, also picked up my first uh, Samba of the year. This is the. You were, uh, you were just talking about wearing less Sambas, and yeah, now, or at least posting less Sambas, and now you uh, bought another one. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I I bought one because this colorway just looked so nice. It's like this. Uh, it's called the pre-loved brown. It's a Samba that's in that's uh, it's brown, and uh, it's actually made out <laughs> of a super high quality suede, which is unusual for Sambas, which usually come in leather. Uh, but the suede on this pair is just so nice and it's 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 just so clean a brown a brown samba with some cream stripes some a little bit of like brown details on there as well a shoe that you can wear with anything and uh, i had to pick i had to pick these up there pro tip if anyone is listening and wants this pair there is a price error on this pair currently on size it's selling for like 50 euros cheaper than selling for anywhere else so uh if you guys want this pair go on size right now and you can get it for like i said 50 euros cheaper than it's selling on every other website um but yeah uh that one is uh that was my second pickup and i'm actually still waiting on my kith sambas to arrive so those Christmas pairs, I got a W on a raffle, and I got my W email on Christmas Day. That was the 25th of December. The day we're recording this pod is January the 9th. They still have not shipped my kit pair. <laughs> so it's been like two weeks and, and uh, nothing, no shipping at all. So I'm wondering if I really got a W or they're going to like refund me and say, sorry, you actually got an L. <laughs> but um, They're probably yeah, all still I, on that's vacation. That's the one I'm waiting on. Um, I would I would be surprised if they don't ship it this week though. This is like, you know, like uh, when it's New Year's, 
this is the first official, the second week after New Year's Eve is like the first official week where anything happens. You know what I mean? Like I don't consider the first week, like, sure, I worked, but did I really work? You know, I don't know. <laughs> so um, yeah. maybe they have the same attitude. <laughs> yeah. So moving into our big topic of the year, let's get into some of our sneaker predictions. And I'm thinking, Fabs, I don't know, what do you think about this idea? Like uh, next year, when we have our first episode of the year, we do a quick look back at the sneaker predictions of 2024 and see like how many we got right. So each you and I have four of them here. It would be fun. It would be a fun exercise to look back and see how many of these we actually got right. Um, we should uh, we yeah. should like tally the points every year and then like in 10 years we'll be like, all right, Fabian's got 125 points. Josh has like 45 points. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obvious way to know um, but yeah I, I like that idea either at the end of this year like one of the last episodes uh, when the year is basically over already or um, the first episode next year but yeah I'm super excited for this episode I I think we both have some some spicy predictions um, let's start with you man what is your first sneaker prediction for 2024 okay sneaker prediction number one so I think you and I and a lot of sneaker media outlets kind of agreed that last year's uh, sneaker brand of the year was ASICS. Uh, and I don't think there's much debating that. It was their best year financially. And we can also kind of say that it was the first year where ASICS was quote-unquote cool uh, because, you know, prior to prior to before, you know, it was kind of looked at as pretty much like a dad shoe only brand. But last year, it was a lot more mainstream. You know, we we saw models like the gel nyc the kayano 14s the gel 1130s all these all these sneakers kind of fueled um the rise of the brand and also of course the collabs you know collabs were doing great um but uh i'm my, my prediction is that in 2024 this momentum is just going to continue so i don't see asics dying i don't see asics i don't see the peak of asics happening this year and i say that for a few for a few reasons First of all, I don't think we're anywhere close to the peak of this trend because if you look at some previous sneaker um, trend cycles, for example, the Nike Dunk, for example, the New Balance 550, with both those sneakers, I knew we were at peak when I would go outside and I would see like seven or eight people wearing Panda Dunks. I would see, you know, my dad wearing New Balance 550s. It was everywhere. Remember the peak of like the Yeezy 350s as well? Like you knew when like your grandpa started wearing 350s, you were <laughs> at peak. And exactly. I just don't think we're anywhere close to that level with the ASICs. I still like don't go outside and see like, you know, five out of 10 people wearing ASICs like I used to see with the Panda Dunks. So I, I don't think we're anywhere near that level yet. So I still think the peak has a while to go. Also... Also, um, this fashion um, cycle that we're going through right now where people are kind of into this Y2K style, 90s style. Of course, no other brand plays better into that than ASICS. So much so that other brands are trying to even copy ASICS sneakers now. We saw Nike last year put out the V2Ks, which uh, mm -hmm. which were kind of like a, let, let's just call it like a very ASICS looking shoe. 
Um, and uh, and the reason is because that's just that's just the current fashion cycle right now. People love '90s fashion, millennial fashion right now. So and, and that that trend is not over yet. It's still it's still we're still kind of in the height of that. And also the the last thing that's kind of telling me that ASICs is going to be huge this year is just basically the preview we have seen of some upcoming shoes in 2024 from the brand. For example. The hidden New York uh, gel NYCs, that's okay. That's already looking to me like, you know, pretty high sneaker of the year contender so far based on all the shoes I've seen. Uh, we also seen a, a GT2160 from Paperboy and Beams uh, with the polka dots on it, which is very interesting. Uh, there's another Hall Studios pair coming up. Um, we also are going to be seeing a very interesting collab between the gel NYC and Naruto the Japanese manga series, which uh, I'm looking at that shoe right now on StockX and it's already reselling for a huge amount. So I don't think this ASICS hype is anywhere close to being done. The upcoming sneakers look solid. We're still in the trend cycle. So um, yeah, we're, we're nowhere near peak for me. So I, I think 2024, we see ASICS continuing to dominate. That's interesting. I mean, I think everything you've said is... <clears throat> or it definitely can become true. And there's a lot of, you know, evidence to back your claim, or at least, um, yeah, the releases you've talked about, the releases that we saw towards the end of last year as well, that um, really nice ASICs with JW Customs um, and Hidden, right? And yeah. then that was a super nice shoe. Then obviously the Hidden Gel NYC, the Cecile Banson ones that are all over my timeline at the moment, Hall Studios being very, very strong. So I I get what you're saying. And it's funny because my first sneaker prediction is also about ASICs, but it is that, yes, I believe the ASICs hype and success will continue, but I I do feel like it's closer to the peak than you say maybe it hasn't quite reached the peak but i i believe that 2024 will be a year where there's no clear brand of the year and i think asics was very very clearly brand of the year last year a lot of people had asics brand of the year the year before and i feel like no brand can or most brands, I know Nike in the past has been able to now for the last few years, hasn't been able to, but no brand can really sustain being brand of the year for three years in a row. Look at New Balance. They were brand of the year for what, two years mm -hmm. max? And now not saying that they're doing badly, they're doing very, very well, but A6 is doing better than them or has been doing better than them um, in a lot of people's eyes. And of course, all of this is subjective, right? This doesn't mean that, you know, uh, all ASIC shoes are better than all New Balance shoes, for example. But just when you look at culture and, and social media and the community, the way that ASICs has been received over the past almost 24 months now clearly shows that they're doing things a little bit better than everyone else. Just like New Balance was doing things a little bit better than everyone else before that. And just like Nike was doing everything better than everyone else in the years before that with the SBs and the Jordans and Virgil Abloh, etc. But I feel like 2024 is a year where we're not going to see a clear-cut brand of the year. We're going to see a lot of underdogs, you know, rise to the top. You've got the Morels, you've got the Ons. Um, Mizuno is doing really, really well as well. Saucony is on the come up as well. Adidas is in and around there with the Samba and the Gazelle and other shoes like that. You've got 
you know, you can never count out Nike. You can never count out New Balance. Um, there's other, you know, hiking inspired brands as well. There's independent brands like Athletics Footwear that are doing really cool things too. And I think this year will be defined by underdogs rising to the top and they're not being a clear number one. I think it'll be very hard for a lot of people to pick a brand of the year this year. And for those that find it easy to pick a brand of the year this year, there'll be a lot of different ones. So for example, let's say you think for sure ASICs had uh, the best year in 2024, but then somebody else will say, nah, for sure, New Balance, right? So I think opinion will be very split this year. And that's probably my big prediction that, and th- and I think that's a sign of the times as well. A lot of things are sitting in stores. A lot of people or a lot of brands are bringing out a lot of really good things that there's almost an oversupply of heat or good product and good sneakers. And so everybody will be able to get something that they like and everybody will be able to go in a direction that they like. So it's actually a really good thing that I think there won't be a clear cut number one this year. Yeah. I mean, if you, if you're someone who likes sneakers, then I mean, I'm pretty excited if your prediction actually comes true Uh, because yeah, it was very clear that ASICS was by far and away. Um, You could say that some of the other brands were maybe a bit weaker last year, but if if we're all gonna if we're just gonna get a bunch of strong releases from every brand, I mean, there's no no complaints at all from my side. Uh, but but I still I I still think you know Asics, yeah, three years in a row, it's very difficult. But I I still think um, they have a very good shot at getting the best sneaker brand of the year for three years in a row. But we'll see we'll see at the end of the year who's uh, who's right on this one. All right, I guess we will see. So let's uh, move on to your next. I don't want to say hot take. Your next big prediction. What What is it? So my next big prediction of 2024 is that we are going to see the rise of colorful sneakers. It's going to be a year where people don't are not afraid at all to experiment with getting out of their comfort zone a little bit, experimenting with very loud colors. Um, I think it goes without saying that people are most comfortable wearing white and black shoes. But I, I think this is going to be the year where uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see that starting to change a bit. We already saw that kind of towards the end of last year and actually towards most of last year when uh, the Adidas Gazelle was starting to get very popular. Uh, people rocking, you know, super loud colors on that specific shoe. Um, and if we look at a preview of 2024, at least some of the sneaker releases we've gotten a preview for so far, uh, just to name some, the Travis Scott Jordan 1 Low this year will be dropping in this canary yellow colorway, which is easily the boldest one we've seen from Travis so far. And it's the first time we've seen the Jordan 1 Travis Scott drop in a non-earth tone colorway. It's 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 a pretty loud colorway. Also, um, Action Bronson previewed his uh, New Balance 1906R. Once again, crazy combination of colors, which uh, he's been doing now for quite a while. And then... Um, uh, also, a very recent, uh, sorry, a very close drop in a um, coming up actually this week is the Salehi Bembry uh, 1906s in two different ultra loud colorways. Uh, I, 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 th- I think, uh, yeah, there's there's been previews of some very loud shoes dropping later on this year. I think also the Onitsuka Tiger uh, has been has been getting quite a bit of screen time on my on my TikTok feed. Uh, mm-hmm. I've seen like the yellow colorway in particular being very popular. Uh, so I, I, I do think like this year, and it's not even just colorways. I think 
people are going to be experimenting with different um, uh, patterns as well. So last year, um, we saw, you know, leopard print on sneakers was kind of quite a popular trend. We saw that on the Supreme Vans and also on the Wales Bonner Sambas. Uh, my my kind of side prediction about this is that this year is going to be the year of snakeskin. We're going to see like s- we're going to see snakeskin coming back. Um, we already kind of saw it on the Stussy and Nike uh, uh, Flight 89s that just dropped a couple of weeks ago, and we saw a preview of this upcoming New Balance collab, which I cannot remember who the collaborator was, but it was like an all over green pair with a black midsole. And the entire upper was made out of like a green snakeskin. Um, and I posted a picture of it on my Instagram, but I'm, I'm forgetting the name of the collaborator. But yeah, so th- that's that's another like snakeskin on a New Balance is pretty crazy. We, we haven't seen that yet. So uh, that was a friends and family pair. I saw that. Yeah. yeah was that an really F- FNF pair? Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So well. there's there's going to be a similar one releasing to the public, but that exact one. I think I don't know if it was snakeskin or crocodile skin, like one of the two, but it was okay. uh, definitely some exotic leather. It was probably not real, but like it looked pretty real, and it was very nice. Yeah, I know which one you mean. Yeah, so so I'm thinking people, you know, experiment the patterns. We see we see the colorful sneakers um, really becoming quite popular this year. That's 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 what I think. Nice, I can see that too. I think it would be. As you said as well, to my prediction earlier, I think that would be a great thing because um, not that people have been afraid to wear color, but it's been a lot like, okay, cream, beige, white, black, etc. So yeah, man, if you want to wear color, go ahead. I am all for it. My second prediction is a little bit similar, except I think that not color, but football inspired uh, sneakers will be big. And by football, I obviously mean soccer because the Euros are coming up. They're being hosted in Germany. Adidas is a German brand. They have a lot of football-inspired shoes. Um, obviously, the Samba is a shoe that you know uh, you play football in. You've got the Mundial, the World Cup, etc. Boots. Um, we're seeing it also with Nike and the Mercurial TN colorway that Mbappe wore. Mm-hmm. There's a Mercurial colorway of that shoe. So it goes both ways. And I think that... As we get closer and closer to the summer and the Euros, which run from mid-June to mid-July, we're going to be seeing a lot of football-inspired shoes. Um, We've seen it also before at Balenciaga. Comédie Garçon has done a few pairs as well. Some have even had studs on them. The Martine Rose Nike Shocks are a little bit football-inspired too. And then you've got the whole collection there that she did for the, um, the women's I believe it was the World Cup, the Women's World Cup. She did a um, a collection um, with Nike, which was very, very nice. It was apparel as well. So as someone who's a big football fan myself, I'm actually quite looking forward to this. And I remember back in 2014, I think Nike did a mercurial pack on the Air Max where you had the Air Max 90, the Air Max 1 in different mercurial colorways. I, f- I see these things coming as well, like the, the easy ones, right? Like where you just adopt a colorway. But then I see a lot of uh, a lot of other things, the Wales Bonner Samba with the metallic and the, the tongue that you put over there. So like uh, some more subtle nods to football culture would be really cool as well. Um and yeah, I think it's just going to dominate both uh, fashion and uh, footwear in the coming months. I would be surprised if it didn't. 
Yeah, that's that's a pretty good shout. Uh, I I think that trend has been kind of going pretty strong already now for for a year. Uh, I I just thought of also those Air Max Plus TNs like Barcelona, like didn't those drop recently? Yeah, the Pata ones. Yeah, yeah. Barcelona ones, uh, which had like literally the Barcelona FC colors on them. Yeah, Mm. um, yeah. I mean, I think that's a pretty good shout, and I, I think that you have a pretty good chance of getting that one right. Uh, but actually, my next prediction maybe is kind of contrary to yours because uh, you spoke about the Adidas Samba, um, which let's be honest, last year was maybe the most popular sneaker of the year. It was all over everyone's feed. I'm saying we kind of see the peak of the Adidas Samba this year. And um, I'm saying that because I've already started to notice that Adidas is dropping uh additional variations of the samba we've seen the samba bay drop recently which is like a platform shoe samba then there was like a puffy samba which was like basically like it sounds like a like imagine if you could wear a samba as a puffer jacket that's kind of what that shoe looked like and usually for me when i see like the variations of a popular shoe come out that to me is like already signaling we're kind of at peak level um, and uh, I, f- I feel like we've, we've kind of hit that already with the Samba. However, I'm not, I'm not necessarily saying that Adidas is going to peak. I just think that that particular model might be peaking. I do think that um, other Adidas models are going to be very popular this year. Uh, one really good alternative is the Special. I think the Special is going to get uh, quite a bit mm-hmm. of attention from the brand this year. We have this upcoming size collaboration on the special which looks really really nice in that brown colorway and this is also might be a bit of a hot take but i think uh another adidas shoe that's gonna bounce back in a big way this year is gonna be the superstar uh which i don't know i can't remember the last time it was really really popular I i remember that shoe being really popular way back like when i was in high school so um i i i think i think we'll see the superstar kind of bounce back this year because it's also just like the samba another pretty versatile shoe that looks good with uh, most outfits it's not too bulky it's pretty slim um which are some of the reasons why people gravitated towards the samba so i don't think we're over adidas hype just yet but i do think the samba will be peaking this year Fair enough. I think no shoe, as I said about the brand as well, no shoe can kind of sustain that hype for too long. And at some point, the brand wants to cash in, as you said. So we're going to see more colorways, more collaborations, more supply. Same thing happened to the Nike SB Dunk or the Nike Dunk in general. Although Nike has done some great work on the SB side to bring that hype back with more limited releases, skate shop collabs and exclusives, etc. So we'll see how Adidas handles that one. I think to your point about the the football-inspired shoes, I mean, there's a lot more than just the Samba. I think they will keep pushing the Samba at least for the next six months. You've got the Gazelle, you've got the Handball, which obviously is a handball shoe, but all these court shoes, they're they're connected to football culture through terrace culture as well in the UK. So Stone Island has a couple of really nice shoes as well. They're inspired by football, which I have actually been thinking about picking up. So maybe if I see one on sale somewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, I see, I see it happening. I see the Samba peak kind of fading a little bit and, uh, people moving on from that shoe. Uh, it'd be funny to, 
interview people who bought a bunch of sambas in like 12 months and ask them what they do with their sambas. Maybe you'd be a good person to interview. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not just kidding. Um, but I, it, it, I know people like you will continue to wear them, obviously the Wales Bonner and, and some of the other ones, but people who really just bought into the hype and got the classic black and white ones, will they have really moved on? Will they still be wearing them? I'm, I'm, I'm interested to find out. But my third uh, prediction is that mule sneakers will be big again. And we've spoken about it before, I think the year before last, and I've written about it or I wrote about it at High Snobidi. There was a bit of a mulement, right? Uh, spearheaded by the Mule Boys, uh, Gian De Leon, um, and uh, and and yeah, and and his partner, and they have been identifying all these mules, and a lot of mules from high fashion brands have been very very popular. Obviously, you got the Gucci mule loafers, etc. But in the past year, year and a half, you've seen mules here and there. New Balance did a 2002R mule. Uh, Adidas did a superstar mule. Nike has their own mules. Asics has some mules as well. Uh, and Solomon and Mason Margiela, MM6, have done a couple mules. And I think that we're going to be seeing more and more mules again. Obviously, Crocs, they're, they're like half sandal, half mule. They are, you know, still very popular. They are doing a lot of cool things with new models as well, new silhouettes that do not look like the traditional Croc. But... I have a feeling I've seen this on my timeline uh, a couple times now in the past few weeks. You know the the MM6 Solomon mules, the X, I think it's like an XT6 mule actually, and uh, and the New Balance mules. The I, I think it was the Martin Rose Nike shocks were technically also mules too. So I have this feeling that like the sneaker mule will have its moment again, and it'll be more than just a gimmick. And it might last for a little bit, but I think this is also a trend that will rise and fall in 2024. It's not something that I see going on into 2025 or beyond, um, but it's an interesting one. I'm not, I don't know about sneaker mules. I, when I was a kid, I used to, I don't know if you did this, but I used to wear shoes. Obviously everybody wore shoes, but like you would like step into the heel, like kick the heel in so that you could slip them on and off easier, right? I used to do that quite a lot with like shoes that didn't have too much of a structured heel. So you would almost turn them into a mule just if you didn't want to like put them on properly, yeah. et cetera. I don't know why, but a lot of my friends did it as well. And um, that like this whole trend reminds me of that a little bit. Would I wear them now? Probably not because I feel like they would just slip off my feet anytime. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I like I said, I've seen them a lot on my feeds, on my social feeds, and I would not be surprised to see brands bring out more sneaker mules in the next 12 months yeah i okay I, I i i'm not sure if this is actually going to happen like it's going to catch on because i feel like like you said it tried to catch on uh was it last year when when the mule mint happened or was it two years i think ago? it was like 2022 yeah i feel like that trend tried to catch on and every brand tried putting out their own mule and it didn't really catch on um i feel like it I feel like they're just not so practical because I've I've tried to purchase a couple of mules. I remember I bought the New Balance 2002 R mule and my feet just kept slipping off of them. Every single step I take, my feet are just falling off the shoe and I, I didn't understand what is the point of this shoe. So I ended up returning it. Uh, and yeah, and I also just don't particularly like mules because um, 
I'm someone who's very self-conscious about my ankles. So it kind of like exposes the ankle completely. So for that reason too, I just don't wear flip-flops or mules or things like that. Um, And yeah, I mean, I don't know if they'll catch on again. I I feel like sandals and flip-flops are something that'll never um, not be, you know, popular with people. But mules, I feel like, are just way too out there for them to actually catch on. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, I think time will tell for a lot of these predictions and a lot of these trends. Okay, so we are at the final trend prediction. Let's hear what is your I I wanted to go bold with the last one. And that is, I think, 2024 is going to be the year of the Velcro straps. We're going to see... Big call. Yeah, man. Forget laces. We, we're not into laces no more. We want straps. So uh, a reason why I'm saying this is because I've started to notice that a little bit. Uh, Asics last year uh, on a couple of collabs like the Cecile Banson, Cecily Banson collab, we had the straps on those pairs. The second round of Cecily Banson pairs actually had two straps on them. Uh, and then uh, Asics also this year, uh, one of their biggest collaborators, HAL Studios, uh, their gel can of 14 collab coming up later this year also features a bunch of straps on them. And uh, furthermore, the biggest collaborator for Nike, which is Travis Scott. Travis Scott has two shoes dropping this year, which are original sneakers. One is his uh, Cut the Check signature sneaker, which features a strap. Uh, and then also we've we've seen kind of a sneak preview of this new shoe they're calling the Sharkadon, which is supposedly inspired by the Nike Spiridon. Um, that shoe as well, uh, it seems like that shoe also has a, a huge strap right on the top of it. So, yeah, if, if we're seeing, you know, a lot of collab sneakers having straps, I feel like it's a trend that's just going to catch on. Uh, we, we might see... I mean, I, I, I don't know what people like if if people don't like straps or anything like that, because I remember being in school and a lot of my sneakers did have straps on them. And I felt like that was just normal for a shoe. But now I feel like it's so rare to see straps on sneakers. Uh, but I do I, I do think that this year, based on the previews we've seen of some collabs, I do think straps are going to catch on. I think there's a difference though between like a four foot strap as you see on the Nike Air Yeezy 2 or the Sharkadon like you said, right? And a lot of these, um, the Yoon Ambush, uh, what was it, Air Flight 89s, I think, or something like that. They also had a strap, a removable strap. And I think that's different if you have like a four foot strap and laces to quite literally having a Velcro shoe, you know? Mm-hmm. So... The ASICs you mentioned, the Cecile Banson and the Hall Studios ones, those just have a Velcro or two Velcro straps, kind of like how sometimes sandals have Velcro straps. And I'm actually, I'm, I'm fucking with it. I think that, I think that you're onto something. I've seen them too. And I think full on, like people, a lot of influential people are going to be wearing straight up Velcro shoes, like no laces no combination just straight up velcro and i mean i'm here for it there's i think in the past there's also been like a stan smith with three velcro straps and no laces yeah which i mean it didn't look terrible you know and the the asics ones you mentioned uh look really nice as well 
I can see it on a like sneaker sandal hybrid as well. The Adidas, there was an Adidas gardening yeah, pack as well with the hover there's turf. There's also an Adidas uh, superstar you can buy with straps. Yeah, exactly. So I'm I'm here for it. I think that straps are nothing to be messed in, uh, mess, messed with. And we are all going to be strapped in in 2024. <laughs> We're all going to be strapped. Um, no, that's a that's a good call. I really like that because it's kind of out there, but also not. So I'd be interested to hear what you guys think about this prediction because if you guys love it as much as as I do, or if you're saying like, nah, JD, you're you're tripping. Nobody's gonna. We're not going to be wearing Velcro sneakers. I think maybe a lot of you will be wearing Velcro sneakers and you don't know it yet. I mean, they're functional. They're they're way easier to just put on. You strap up, and, and you can walk out the door. <laughs> I'm just like, I think they like Velcro just has like, they need some sort of PR moment or some sort of campaign because Velcro gets a bad rep, man. You, you think Velcro, you think kids are old people, but it doesn't need to be like that, man. Velcro when placed strategically on a shoe and if, if it's a high quality Velcro, and I know we're getting very detailed here about Velcro, but I think when they're, when it's strategically placed to be practical and also look good, man, there's no better closure than maybe the Solomon like quick lacing system, which is like more of a toggle, right? Like that is also pretty dope. And that's, that goes in the direction of Velcro a little bit because it's not really lacing. You're not really tying anything together. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this develops and very interested to see also those two ASIC shoes that we just mentioned the Hall Studios and the Cecile Banson ones when they drop with their Velcro straps. That brings me to my final prediction and our final prediction uh, of this episode. I think that 3D printing is going to be even bigger and more widely accessible this year. I think we've seen it kind of blow up a little bit last year. And one of the brands that's been kind of at the core of this is Zellerfeld with uh, Cornelius, um, the founder Zellerfella on Instagram, great guy. And they have been making shoes for, you know, those like puddle boots that they made for Reigns. They made shoes for Kids Super. They worked with pretty much all the brands. Heron Preston made shoes with them. I'm pretty sure they've worked with Louis Vuitton as well. They, They met up with Kanye and did those like boots that he's wearing i think i don't know if they're the balenciaga boots or whatever but they've pretty much worked with everyone and they also sell their own shoes they've got like a a roster of independent creative designers who have been designing shoes and yeah they're just sick i bought a pair as well um which i'm super super happy with it's like this like black 3d printed loafer Uh, actually that reminds me i'm gonna wear these tomorrow for sure and yeah i think that 3D printing was bigger than ever last year and it's only going to grow because it's a sustainable alternative to or a more sustainable alternative to traditional manufacturing. Um, It allows you to customize the shoe completely down to the foot shape to the buyer. All you have to do is scan the the foot, upload that into the computer and they make the shoe exactly form-fitting. Sizing will never be a problem again. And you can make designs that you can't make with traditional manufacturing and design, right? You can, they sure, they look a little bit different and they all have that like weird, not weird, but like that like 
plasticky material, but you can make it different densities. So it's basically like having cushioning all over your foot. So I am very excited for the age of 3D printing and I hope that this prediction comes true. Of all of my predictions, this is my favorite one just because I think that we've missed innovation a little bit in the sneaker industry. You know, a lot of the sneakers we talk about, a lot of the sneakers that we wear and buy are shoes that came out 50, 30, 20 years ago, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not been too much new that's really disrupted the market, uh, especially when it comes to manufacturing and material innovation. And I think 3D printing exactly that. So yeah, let's let's all buy 3D printed shoes this year, man. Yeah. Um, so with 3D printing shoes, I feel like there's always been like two issues with them. Like one, it, one has been the price. Initially, it was the price. Uh, I remember when Adidas had, you know, like the 40 uh, Supercraft, they were like retailing for 500 euros, uh, which, yeah, ridiculous amount to spend on a shoe. But the price, uh, that issue has kind of, you know, gone away a little bit over the last few years. It's a lot cheaper nowadays. Um, and the other issue is <clears throat> most of these shoes that are completely 3D printed, meaning like every part of it is 3D printed, they all kind of look like slip-ons to me. Like they, like none of them. Yeah, I mean they are. Yeah, 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 and, yeah, and, and like, f- f- like it, it, it becomes you know whether or not you like to wear slip-ons in that case because like as someone who you know likes you know traditional shoes you know tying up the laces and all that, um, I, I, I kind of you know don't want to just wear these shoes that all just look like slip-on sneakers and don't look like that traditional shoe that I'm used to in my mind. Um, Bro, that's progress, man. I mean, back before they had laces, people were probably saying, ah, man, these these weird noodle things, (laughs) I don't fuck with them. (laughs) I used to, you know, like I I use, I don't know, I use sheepskin to tie my shoes. And I don't know, I I get where you're coming from. There's a very distinct aesthetic when it comes to 3D shoes, but the technology will only improve. And at some point, there's going to be a tipping point where more and more people buy into the aesthetic and if it's everywhere everybody's gonna wear it man like if the right people are wearing this if the right brands are producing shoes like this in the future and i'm talking like we're not gonna like stop wearing laced shoes i think right but i think the market share of non-laced slip-on three sneakers will grow exponentially in the next let's say 10 to 20 years in my opinion yeah, I mean, I, I this brand you spoke to me about, uh, Zellerfeld, they got some really interesting sneakers, guys. So uh, if you guys listening to the pod want to check them out, I, this is like one of the widest collections I've seen of 3D printed shoes, and some of them look pretty fire. So check this out. And they're all pretty affordable too, like all around 180 to $200, most of the, most of the models. So yeah, check it out, guys. But yeah, that's that's a good nice. call, man. That's a good call because um, if that actually does happen, that will be big. That will be big, and that that'll be a big challenge to some of the big sneaker brands out there. Uh, because if three D printing really becomes as widespread as you know they've been predicting now for a while, you know, like the prices will come down. Everyone could have a three D printer in their own house. They've been calling this for a while. Like, imagine if we get to that point and we're just at home, we can just print out a sneaker ourselves. <laughs> that would be that would be, uh, yeah, it, it would feel like, you know, we're in the matrix or something like that. That's that's pretty crazy. 
Dude, that's the that's the future right there, man. Um, we'll, we'll all be designers at home, just designing in VR and not taking anything away from anyone who actually does this for a living because you guys are a million times better than us. But it'd be pretty cool to be able to do it from start to finish yourself. Oh, um, for sure. A sneaker that you made yourself, that's that's pretty awesome. Yeah, for sure. All right. So all those right. were our big uh, sneaker predictions of the year, guys. Uh, let us know any other predictions that you guys think will be happening this year. And of course, at the end of this year or the beginning of next year, we will look back and see which one of these we got right. Uh, quickly, let's get into some upcoming drops. So typically the beginning of the year, it's kind of a quiet time for drops. So there's not too many to talk about here, but a few notable ones. So um, on January the 11th, we're going to be seeing the Salehi Bembry New Balance 1906R. Uh, those two colorways, one is like a very loud red and blue, and the other one is kind of like a gradient red-orange color. Um, personally, this that that louder one, the red and blue one, is the one that like I had my eyes on um, because it's just, it is so, so loud, and it looks kind of fire on that silhouette. Uh, so I'm going to try to get my hands on those. Um, another one, I, I, we don't have it here written on the list, but I do remember on the 11th is also the drop day of the A6 Naruto gel NYCs. So I'm sure that one will sell out immediately as well. But uh, good luck if you're trying to cop. On January the 13th, it's the first Jordan 1 of the year, the high yellow ochre, which looks like a uh, inverse of like the taxi colorway, which dropped a couple years ago. Then we have the, uh, on January 13th, it's the Adidas Samba fucking awesome collab on, um, yeah, this one, this one's looking pretty, uh, pretty clean as well. And then on the 14th, we have the Atmos Asics Gel Cayano 14. I haven't seen this one yet. Let me just have a look at it really quickly just to maybe describe it for you guys. Okay. It's a, it's pretty clean as well. seems like it's some iridescent type of colorway. Gel Cayano 14s, let's see if it continues the momentum this year or we'll see some other models start to come to the forefront. But uh, yeah, Atmos uh, A6 Gel Cayano 14 dropping on the 14th. And we don't know when, but um, the Paperboy and Beams A6 Gel GT2160 might also be seeing a release date quite soon, but not exactly sure when is that date. But thank you guys for listening in to the first episode of the year was a pleasure as always, Fobs, to do this with you and looking oh. forward to another year of the Kickback Pod. Man, I'm so excited as well. Thank you all for listening. Thanks for the support as JD said and uh, yeah, JD, to another big year of the Kickback Pod. Peace. Peace. Peace.